At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are enjoying back-to-back days off after a grueling stretch where they played 15 games in 26 days. There's a little bit more breathing room in the schedule as of late. A couple days ago, we let you hear from Hornets fourth year forward Jalen McDaniels. Great interview, which we encourage you to go through the archives and find again. But today we've got another sit down interview with another young, bright star for the Hornets future. It's first round pick Mark Williams, who's in the midst of his rookie season. He's already made some strong contributions to the team coming off the bench and has had some big time performances with G League affiliate the Greensboro Swarm. We'll talk to Mark about his time in the G League, his contributions, and his reps so far in the NBA and get to know him a little bit better coming from a great basketball family and great family overall with a a lot of high achievers in the Williams household. Without further ado, let's welcome Mark Williams back here to the Hornets Hivecast. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Yep, thank you. Mark, first few weeks in the NBA, how does it feel so far? It's felt pretty good. Um, You know, to just get used to the NBA lifestyle, you know. I'm a bunch of travel, a bunch of home games, um, you know, support from the fans, wherever we are. It's been pretty good. What's the biggest difference thus far from college life to the NBA? I think just like the frequency of games, you know, college, you know, we went to the Final Four, we played 39. Um, NBA season's 82 games, not including the playoffs. Then I think that and the frequency of travel, you know, you're playing three, four times a week, you know, in different cities. So I think those are the biggest adjustments for me. And in terms of adjusting to that wear and tear, what are some of the keys that you've picked up on to help make sure you're prepared for those games? Yeah, um, I think the importance of sleep, you know, getting your recovery, continue to, you know, eat well, you know, do all those little things to give you a little bit of an edge whenever you're on the floor. 
on top of the frequency of games, there's the infrequency of practice, which is so important for young players, not just to get themselves on the right footing for games, Mm -hmm. but also to show what you can do and move up the depth chart. So how do you try and maximize what little practice time there is? Yeah, um, I think, you know, just every practice trying to have the right level of focus, intensity. um, And, you know, whenever you're in there, just always trying to do the, you know, make the right play, whether we're going live or not. Um, going over things, coverages, principles, et cetera. Um, just trying to be locked in every time you're there. Going back to the very start of your NBA career, it was training camp, and the center room has gotten a lot stronger mm-hmm. for the Hornets, not just with your addition, but you've got Mason Plumley there, a 10-year NBA mm-hmm. veteran, Nick Richards, who's taken a big jump from year two to year three. What were practices like throughout training camp for you? Yeah, they were pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of high-level basketball, um, especially in the center position, I think. You know, like you mentioned, everybody's made, you know, great improvements, you know, since training camp. So just going after it every single day. What's maybe one thing you picked up from some of those veteran guys that you've already implemented into your game? Probably just like the value of talking on the defensive end, you know, helping your guards out, you know, being vocal, being, you know, physical on the glass, stuff like that, running the floor. Setting hard screens, things like that. Point guards rightfully get the reputation of being the quarterback on the court, but defensively, that's you. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, just being able to talk. You know, you see everything, you know, on that back line. So just letting your guards know, you know, what's going on. We've had several conversations now here in the early portion of your career. One, just before the season got started, I asked you about what you thought your first NBA points were going to be. You said dunk. It ended up being free throws, but in the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What did it mean, though, to see the ball go through the hoop that first time in the NBA? Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, we were in San Antonio, um, you know, made both my free throws. So it was a great feeling, you know, see the ball go through the hoop at an NBA level. And then you go to the G League for your first assignment there. Mm-hmm. Tell me what your reaction was to getting sent there. Because, I mean, when the G League really started to become a thing, mm-hmm. I don't know that necessarily top 15 picks were slated. You're, you're going to spend time there. Now that's a lot more common. What was your reaction to getting the news that you were going to go to Greensboro and you were going to play a lot there? Yeah, I think for me it was just, you know, you got to make the most of the opportunity. You know, you go there, you know you're going to play a lot more. So, you know, you can't look at it as like a punishment or anything like that. Just try and go there, you know, prove what you're capable of. And, you know, I think I I showed that the first couple games. We'll talk more about that experience in a little bit. But two games, 21 points per game, 64% field goal percentage, 15.5 rebounds per game. What did you think after your first couple of runs with the Swarm? Yeah, um, I think it went pretty well. Um, I think I just tried to make, you know, as big of an impact as I could, you know, obviously scoring, but on the glass as well. Um, I think, you know, just going out there, trying to play hard and prove myself. The numbers don't always directly translate, but obviously court's the same size. You've got NBA quality players on that floor. So you got to feel pretty good about posting those kinds of numbers at that level and and hope that they'll translate here to the NBA soon enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, it definitely felt uh, good for me. Um, you know, get that confidence back up um, and, you know, just, you know, being prepared for the moment when I'm, you know, on the harness. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing in a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
Mark Williams, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Let's talk about you personally and your your family, because you come from a, a great background, a great basketball family, and the first person people always go to, I'm sure, is your sister Elizabeth, mm-hmm. who played for Duke, now in the WNBA. Tell me about the impact seeing her succeed in college, succeed as a professional, has had on you. Yeah, um, she's been a great mentor for me. You know, she's uh, eight years older than me, so I've been able to see her play, you know, at the highest level for a while now. So just seeing her, you know, continue to succeed um, on the court and off the court. But, you know, just having her as someone I can reach out to, ask her about, you know, her career and all that is pretty pretty useful. The games are different. The teams you played on were different and the roles that you had were different, but the similarities are there. Former ACC Defensive Player of the Year for you, she only won that four times. <laughs> she was the National Defensive Player of the Year. What are bragging rights like at the Thanksgiving table right now in the Williams household? Yeah. You know, one thing I have on her is that we went to the Final Four. She didn't get to do that, so... I always bring that one up. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, she's had a really successful career um, and still is. And, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, have a career like that as well. You guys come from a really successful family. Your mom, Margaret, your dad, Alex, who's a doctor, Mm -hmm. specialist in treating colorectal cancer. What was it like growing up in a household with two really successful parents? Yeah. You know, it's, it's all you can ask for. You know, obviously seeing them work hard, um, get to where they want to get to. And then obviously... My sister, you know, her path, you know, a little more similar to mine with basketball. Um, So, you know, I've definitely had people I can look up to my entire life. Growing up, what were the focal points? Was it do well in the classroom and then you get to play basketball? Was it kind of seeing that, okay, these kids are taller than everybody else around them. Maybe basketball might work out. I mean, it was always a balance of both. You know, they were always big about academics, you know. And also I was playing basketball, so just being able to balance the two. But, you know, just working hard in whatever I was going to do, you know, whatever career I went down, they just wanted me to, you know, put my best foot forward and work hard every single day. And your parents' path to this country, your father, I think, did his undergrad work in in Nigeria, then was in medical school or some part of his training was in England Correct. and then here in the States. And I think your two siblings were, you were all born in different countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my oldest sister, uh, Victoria, she was born in Nigeria. And then Elizabeth was, in fact, born in England. You know, I was born here, but, you know, just, you know, different paths for everybody. You know, obviously my dad starting there, Elizabeth being born in England and then me being born here. Um, But, you know, just I think it just speaks to everybody's story. Just, you know, everybody's, you know, different path to get to where they've been now or to where they are now. Coming from a really successful household, I'm assuming academics were always important and you've made it an important part of your career twice on the all academic team in the ACC. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it would have been four times, but you only played two years. But (laughs) tell me what maybe their goals would have been academically had you continued or if you go back to school or had you not been a basketball player. So I think, I mean, even now, I think I'm going to plan on going back to school at some point. I'm not sure exactly when, but I think just having academics as a focal point for me was really important from a young age. So just being able to have that and basketball, you know, knowing that the ball stops bouncing one day, you know, it's cliche, but it is true at the same time. You know, even at school, just being able to balance the two, you know, I think that time management piece has also helped me Um, now, you know, obviously having a lot more time on your hands, Um, you know, our practices, lifts, you know, you do whatever, but you still got a lot of time to do a lot of other things. So I think that's been pretty helpful for me. Part of the reason I ask you all this is you have a huge platform now as an NBA player and to have an impact on a lot of people. What are some of the things that you want to impart on people that look up to you, young people in Mm -hmm. particular? You know, I just think, you know, working hard, you know, just whatever you decide to do, you know, basketball or not, you know, whatever career you go down, I think just putting your best foot forward, 
you know, I feel like you'll have, you know, that feeling of satisfaction at the end of the day, you know, knowing it's what you want to do. You know, you put your best foot forward and whatever happens, happens. But, you know, I feel like if you have that little bit of regret, you're going to going to wish you, you know, put that uh, extra effort in. The other reason to bring it up is in talking to the coaches about you, they talk about how quickly you pick things up and the kind of cerebral player in addition to being a physical talent. So how does studying in the NBA compare to some of the study habits you had early on through, you know, being in a family where academics were clearly of high importance? I just think, you know, just, you know, with practices and things like that, just whatever, you know, coverage we're doing, let's say um, on defense, you know, you just run over it over and over. Um, just try to pick up on things here and there. You know, obviously now you watch a lot of film, uh, just watching film, watching yourself, you know, see what you could have done here, what you could have done there. I think those are the things that will help you make those improvements. Talking to some players, some players think things first and then they're able to execute it. Others, they got to go through the physical process and mm-hmm. eventually it, it clicks in. Which one is it for you? I think it, you know, it sticks a little bit more when I'm, you know, on the floor and then we run it and then I, you know, can look at it again and then see it on camera. Um, I think just being on the floor first, because, you know, that's really what it's going to be at the end of the day. You know, you see something on paper and it's a bunch of lines. It doesn't really click like when you're making those moves. You know, you're sliding on defense. You know, you're running down to the to the dunker spot and then flashing up. So I think it's just whenever you're on the floor, it's always going to click a little bit more. As proud members of our community, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation is committed to inspire a giving culture in our region. This is Executive Director Betsy Mack-Rinke inviting you to learn how you can make an impact. Through our Swarm to Serve initiative, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation focuses on education, hunger, military care, and wellness programs. To learn more about how you can help the Charlotte Hornets Foundation and your fellow neighbor, please visit hornets.com foundation today. Mark Williams, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. We've talked about those first few weeks in the NBA. We've talked about your your background, your family's history, and, and the emphasis on academics, and then the greatness that you've all achieved on and off the court. Let's talk a little bit now about some of your future. You've got a standing reach that's pretty close to 10 feet. You're pretty close to touching the rim <laughs> yeah. without leaving the ground. What are some of the advantages that you've been able to see, even compared to your NBA contemporary? now with the physical gifts that you have mm-hmm. you know I just feel like you know obviously my physical attributes help me you know on the defensive end you know getting deflections blocking shots altering shots even if I'm not blocking them now obviously on the offensive end you know being able to catch lobs finish around the rim you know I think those things are really helpful for me and obviously at my size you know to finish over top defenders things like that clearly there are advantages in basketball to having a nearly 10-foot wingspan yeah are there things outside of basketball that you just find are much easier being your height and your your length um i mean just recent things in my in my uh apartment you know just every cabinet's useful for me you know a lot of high cabinets some people don't even use it all so i think just having that extra space yeah i think that's a underrated plus what's harder about having your wingspan probably just probably just clothes a lot of long sleeve t-shirts you know don't really have that that right fit um you know it's a little extra searching you got to do got to try stuff on you know see how it fits i say that's probably one downside you seem to be good at it though because we saw you draft day after draft day you're yeah. finding the suits that fit you just right yeah, yeah, yeah you figure it out you know you learn you know what what companies do well with you know longer sleeves versus shorter but you know, you just learn to figure it out. We touched on those first two games at Greensboro. What did those tell you about your level of preparedness now to play in the NBA? Yeah, I think those games showed that I was ready. You know, I just wanted to go out there and prove that. You know, I went down there 
know, I could have done a lot of things with it, you know, could have come, you know, complained or been like, why am I here, whatever. But I just try to go down there, make the most of it, and, you know, just prove myself that, that I'm that capable of a player. When you think back on those games, averaging 21 and 15 a night, did you look at it as those are outstanding numbers and I'm ready? Or did you look at it as maybe I should have had more? <laughs> yeah, I definitely I definitely could have had more, I think, uh, especially the second game. But, I mean, at the same time, yeah, they are pretty good numbers. But, you know, I feel like for me there's always things I want to improve on, you know, on both ends of the floor every single game. But, obviously, those numbers spoke for themselves. We had seen some of the quotes from you afterwards that, that kind of indicated in that direction and made me think, you know, good players are going to always point to what they were able to accomplish when great ones tend to say, I could have had more yeah. or the results are what dictates my performance, not my individual stats. Mm. What do you think your stats should have been the first two games in Greensboro? I know I, mi- I know the second game I missed two free throws and they're one for two in the G. So those couple rebounds that I should have got, some putbacks. So I think just some stuff here and there. You know, you look at the film and watch it over. You could be like, oh, I could have had this, could have had that. Um, so I'd say probably those for now. Do you recognize that in yourself, that that mindset will, will inevitably help make you the, the best player you can be, that you're always striving for more? Yeah, definitely. I think that's what makes great players great players, you know, and just not being um, one who settles, just always trying to, you know, be even better every single time. Fans obviously want to see you on the floor as a first-round pick and someone who has a skill set that Hornets fans have been wanting here mm-hmm. in the Queen City for quite some time. At the same time, Mason Plumley's off to a really solid start. Nick Richards is having a career year. What is your message to fans who are wanting to see you immediately? And I know you want to be out there immediately, too. Yeah, but in terms of the work that's going in to continue to improve whether or not you're on the floor. I think just for me, is just I'm going to continue to work hard. Um, you know, I'm just going to continue to be ready. And, you know, when I step on the floor, I'm going to show that. But at the same time, I'm just going to control what I can control and um, just continue to work hard every single day. Well, Mark, we appreciate all the work you put in. We appreciate your time here very much and look forward to seeing that 21 and 15 early average coming here into the NBA. But I'm not going to limit you. We'll let you go as high as you want. You can go beyond 21 and 15 definitely, if you'd like. Definitely, definitely. You know, if I have that opportunity, I definitely want to surpass that. We look forward to seeing it. Mark Williams, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Thanks again to Mark Williams for the time sitting down with us. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this all together. And thanks most of all to all of you for tuning in. We encourage you to go through the archives. Got a previous conversation with Jalen McDaniels. Head coach Steve Clifford has sat down with us. Lots of great stuff for you to check out here with this off day for the Hornets. Not going to last long, though. Tomorrow, the Hornets are back on the hardwood. They will be on the road visiting the Eastern Conference defending champions and current leaders, the Boston Celtics. We'll have your game preview for that one tomorrow. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.